I'm gonna take a liberty here because uh, I'm putting this on anchor as well. So happy Labor Day to everybody. This is our uh, no cap recap of uh, Saturday's sermon. Uh, um, do people say you have an attitude? Do people say you have an attitude? I got an attitude too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got an attitude. All right. <laughs> All right. So I just want to take that liberty for just for this sake. But yeah, don't worry. Uh, Rob says, good afternoon, gentlemen. Looking and sounding good. All Thank right. Thank you there, Mr. Dent. What's up, Rob? Uh, All right. And um, so as we do during this show, let me go ahead and mute my phone. I don't know who's in front of my house. Uh, we... Recap the sermon from Saturday, and then you know the Rev and I have a discussion, and I come from it from the secular side, and he comes mm-hmm. from it from the Christian side, mm-hmm. and um, this is where the two sides meet together. Yeah, and then hopefully you can for, take something from it. Yeah, we the two sides meet together for practical application of our daily living. It's the purpose, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So practical from from the worldly side, practical from the Religious side, but also practical spiritually, too, right? Yes. Spiritual application. Yes. I don't much believe in um, religion myself, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you need to explain that one. <laughs> well, I think religion is a man-made construct um, in the sense that my Bible says um, that true religion is to care for the orphans and widows. So in other words, and that's in the book of James, so in other words, what James was saying was true religion is, you know, taking care of those less fortunate, those that are in need. In his day and time, those were the most needy and most vulnerable of the population would be widows and orphans. And so when people say religion, I... um, I tend to say I'm not very religious because um, they think in terms of, you know, the church or a, dom- a denomination or something like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, love, peace, and hair grease. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So the verse for today, and we're working out of the, which... New Living, New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. And the verse is 2 Corinthians 9.15. Mm-hmm. Verse 15 says, Thank God for this gift. Too wonderful for words! Exclamation point. Amen. So recap your sermon. So it was a pretty short, simple, sweet um, sermon. And um, what we discussed in the... Um, what I discussed during this sermon was uh, dealing with our attitudes, you know, towards things. What is our attitude like towards things? You know, um, for subject's sake, you know, as I said, uh, it was titled, um, Do People Say You Have an Attitude? Um, When we look at Paul's letters that he wrote, the attitude that Paul often reflected was that of gratitude in many ways. Um, we looked at uh, his letter to 
his son Timothy, where he expressed gratitude and appreciation for uh, Christ having found him worthy to be put into the ministry. You know, um, a lot of the times, a lot of the letters that uh, we read, we all know Paul was a jailbird uh, in and out of prison all the time. And a lot of his letters came um, during those times that he was sitting in prison. But they're filled with uh, optimism and, you know, joy and, you know, um, gratitude to God for, you know, just everything. And so as we preached, uh, as I preached on a Saturday, it was just, you know, to kind of highlight uh, those things to say that we ought to have, you know, that same type of attitude uh, towards life and towards the things that God is doing for us every single day. You know, um, he's constantly giving us days that, you know, wasn't promised to us. You know, we wake up in our right mind. You know, we wake up, um, you know, able to sit up, you know, and stand up and, and move, you know. And these are things that not everybody uh, uh, enjoy. And there will be a day that will come for each of us where we won't rise up for that day. And so the days that uh, we have when we do rise up, when God um blesses us to uh, see and participate in a new day, we ought to be grateful and, and, ha- and have gratitude uh, towards that day. And so that, that's, um, that's the, uh, I say the short and skinny of it, you know. I mean, it was a little bit more to it, but that's, you know, the point okay. of it. Well, let me jump in there. When I, when I saw the title... Now, what was the title? Do you uh, have an attitude? Yeah. Do people say you have an attitude? People definitely say I have an attitude. <laughs> um, they also say I have an agenda. And so uh, you, you would hear folks say, you know, oh, I don't like this person or that person. You know, I don't know what their agenda is. And I, I look at it differently. I'm thinking if you don't have an agenda, then what's your purpose? Right, mm. my agenda is my purpose. I'm on my purpose, and therefore I have an agenda in what it is that I'm doing. Right, there's rhyme and reason uh, to my actions, my thoughts, and my behaviors. Uh, and first, you have those thoughts, uh, then you try to translate those thoughts, hopefully, into behaviors. Right, and you're going to have negative uh, thoughts that enter your mind. And you know, when I was teaching at the college, and I'm definitely not the the first instructor. Uh, to use these uh, these tools, but we would ask folks to create a gratitude jar, right? Mm. Uh, because I was teaching a lot of non-traditional students, so folks coming out of jail or prison, you know, single uh, mothers, single fathers, uh, folks that were coming back to, to school from a long absence, uh, folks that hadn't graduated high school like myself, and so it can be very difficult as you're trying to embark on this educational journey in the hopes that you're going to make enough money to provide for yourself and your family on the other side, right? But the opportunity cost of you becoming a student is very stressful because you could be working 40 hours a week versus being a college student. Mm -hmm. So that's very stressful. And so when you're living as the starving student, as they call it, right, you can get down, you can get sad, you can get depressed, 
you can decide to say, hey, you know what, this is taking too long. I need to be able to go back to work. I've got things I want to do. I may have kids. They got birthday parties. They have all these things that I want to be able to provide for them that either my parents couldn't provide or uh, I just want to have, you know, a better life for them, which is usually what a parent wants to be, right? They always want to uh, provide a better life for their for their children than they had, even if they had a good upbringing. And so, you know, folks can get lost in the sauce. And it's like, you need to stay present and remember all the blessings that you have. What are you grateful for, right? Deep, uh, deep. Yeah, and so, you know, it can be difficult when you're going through the monotony of day after day, week after week, quarter after quarter. This is gonna take two, three, four, five years to get this degree. And it's a marathon, not a sprint, as you hear. And so you need to give yourself that gratitude. So put in a bowl and just write something that you're grateful about, right? Uh, and fill that bowl up. And then in the morning, you pull something out of it. Or in the day, when you're not feeling, you know, you're down on yourself, you're, you're feeling kind of low, and pull that up, right? I have the ability, the power of discernment. I have the power to say no, right? We can talk about able, ableism, right? I can walk, I can talk, I can think, right? I can go to the refrigerator and get something to eat, right? All these different things, whatever gratitude is for you that you're grateful for, put those things in the bowl because it can help to shift your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes people think, all right, well, I'm in this rut. I'm in this bad mood. I don't know how I got in this mood, but I'm just feeling this way. And you're just waiting for it to wear off. But you actually have the power to navigate yourself through that. And having that gratitude bowl can be one of those ways. Amen. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd want to add um, in that, that sometimes we don't realize. And I would say sometimes people don't realize uh, or they... Um, suffer a uh, momentary lapse of uh, of uh, memory or whatever. But uh, it's important to understand just how much of a factor uh, one's attitude plays in, you know, their success in life, you know, in various uh, ways. You know, um, when you know if you have a negative outlook towards everything you know you're going to experience a lot more negativity in life you know just because simply you just look at everything in in a bad way and and as negative you know whereas if you take a more positive outlook towards you know life and towards situations even you know um less pleasing, I'll say, uh, situations that you don't find as pleasing as others. You know, if you look for the positive in that and and then say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to that, you know, and, you know, um, move forward with a positive attitude, even in the less pleasing uh, circumstances, you know, you can kind of turn your your um, uh, turn your circumstances around, you know, and most people, are apt to, you know, more apt to to say like, you know what, I don't want to be around you when you possess negative attitudes, you know, and and if you, you know, you know, somebody that is always just that, you know, uh, Debbie Downer or that, you know, whatever is just like, you know what, I don't really want to get time for it. I don't want to be around them. And, you know, they're, you know, you start avoiding, they'll start avoiding you or whatever, you know, so just 
um, paying attention and reflecting on your attitude towards life, your attitude towards situations, your attitude towards, you know, uh, the circumstances you find yourself in moment to moment and day to day, you know, plays a factor. I often tell people like, you know, don't let someone else's, you know, negativity bring you down. You know, you get in the the line and the cashier has a, you know, a, a negative attitude and they're funky or whatever. I say, listen, kill them with kindness. You know what I'm saying? Don't let that affect your attitude. Let your attitude still be, you know, uh, positive and it can affect change, you know, even on a person that has a negative attitude, you know. So uh, it's important that we reflect on, you know, on our attitude, um, not just day by day or week by week, but moment by moment, because it's easy to slip into those negative um, outlooks in life and just be like, oh, well, you know, this this thing happened and this thing happened and, you know, the world's against me and, you know, like, but, you know, again, like you said, those ableisms, you know, what you're able to do, what you can do, you know what I'm saying? Look at the positive out of it. You know what, the situation, you, you got, you wrecked your car, you know what I'm saying? That was your only mode of transportation. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I walked away from that accident. I'm still able to walk. And so, yeah, that was my, my main mode of transportation. But you know what? I'm still able to transport myself on my left and right foot, you know. And so just having that, you know, having a, a, a mind to, you know, create a positive uh, space for your attitude. Well, I think what can be helpful in that, too. You know, I wanted to go back a little bit because okay. you said something about uh, just kind of being around negative people. Yeah. Uh, and that can be uh, detrimental. Uh, I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, but, you know, you, you need to understand the difference between acquaintances and friends. Mm. Right? This conversation that I have with my dad over and over again. Yes, and we yes. think that, you know, we, we, we use that term so loosely. This is my friend. This is mm -hmm. my friend. It's like that person is not your friend. They do not have your best interests at hand. And if you are extending friendship uh, and it's both ways, then sometimes you might actually be around that person when they're not in a positive light, right? They might need you to help them come from that space, yeah, right? Definitely. And, and there will be, uh, they'll have gratitude for the friendship, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I just want people to be cognizant of that too. You know, fair weather friends is a real thing, yeah. and that can be very much a concern. So it's like, hey, you're only here when it's good times, and then as soon as it gets bad, you're gone. Uh, just be aware of that, because uh, yeah. sometimes we can't tell the difference uh, in that, you know, because it's it's good times and it's all great, and all of a sudden there's some hard times. Those those folks aren't there, and they may say to you, "Well, you know, I just don't have time for negative stuff." Yeah. you know, and it's like, "Well, wait a minute, we're, we're supposed to be friends." It's a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to say that. I, I you're you're absolutely right on that part, um, because. You know, even with in what I was saying, you know, uh, we are all going to hit times, those low, those low points in our life. You know, um, uh, what do, you, what do you, you call them? You say where you don't have a, a, a high mental. Oh, uh, emotional intelligence is low. Yeah, yeah, emotional intelligence is low. I like how you say that. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're all going to kind of go through those those moments. And, yeah, we we need other people, you know, like. You should be more positive than negative. You know what I'm saying? And the people that you keep around, you should be more positive than negative so that when you are, you know, going through that negative spot or somebody else's, you know, a, a friend is going through that negative spot, it's like, okay, 
I'm a, I can pour, you know, try and pull you up from it. Mm-hmm. What I'm what I was mainly talking about is like those people that is like, OK, you just want to be negative. Like right. I'm trying to like help you and you just like actively like, yeah, no, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like because you have those people and they irritate me like you just advocating for negativity for what reason you know like you don't want to be happy mm-hmm. and those type of people um that's what I'm, I'm saying like stay away from yeah, like, you, you need you the know. love from a distance yeah because sure. it's, it's like it's poisonous it can yeah. be very poisonous well i give know? you an example you know when i'm teaching uh teaching in the classroom and it would be time to uh you know tell them what they needed to do or they would get the syllabi on the first day uh it's like, oh, well, this is, you're going to have to do all this stuff. And you hear the groans like, oh, man, there's five papers or there's a comprehensive math test or whatever the case may be. And that's infectious, right? So mm-hmm. as soon as a few folks start groaning, then everybody starts groaning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but when folks are upbeat, you know, looking at it from the lens of, hey, man, it's a great learning opportunity. This is great. Um, this is, uh, there's different things in here that also is infectious too. Uh, and it it can be the whole dynamic. If you've ever had to do any kind of group work and you're in there and that one person is kind of holding the whole group back, right? Mm -hmm. You're upset with that member because they're not holding up their end of the group dynamic. They're not doing their part of the assignment. Um, you said they're, they're being a negative Nancy and Nancy gets a bad rap. So does Debbie, (laughs) right? But, um. You know, they're, they're just always that person that's just an anchor on the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. when that person is like, hey, you know what? Okay, this is going to be tough, but we can get through this. We're going to do this. We're going to figure it out. We're going to just keep on going. And you go through it together and you come out the other side. And one of the things that I'm uh, very gracious about and have gratitude about is the fact that, one, I have the power of discernment, mm-hmm. right? You know, I have the power to, to walk away from things. I have the power of clarity to see things for what they are. Yeah. Um, but I also have the power to change my mind. I have the power to uh, be wrong and and live with that and be accountable to myself for that. That that would be a great conversation one day. Yeah? Yeah, because I, I, I don't... And, and you know what? Even as far as attitudes go, you know... Um, we I think we I feel like we 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 are in a culture where like everybody feels like they always have to be right and that it's a you know somehow you lose something in admitting you know that like okay I was wrong you know like that that's you know I think it's a powerful thing you know and for me personally I feel like it's a moment of growth for myself when I'm able to recognize my errors and say okay I was wrong in this situation and then admit it, like, okay, you know, you you were right, I was wrong, I can admit that, right? Yeah. You know, and some people, I, I feel like we live in this society where it's like, nah, even if they know they're wrong, they gonna, you know, just hold on to that and be like, nah, you know, and like, I don't, I don't, I don't take it as a bad thing, you know. It doesn't do anything for you. No. Right? I'll, I'll tell you a story. It holds and, uh, you back, actually. Hey, Shay. Um, no, I'll give you a story. So, you know. Myself and uh, Brother Bailey had an issue, and I did a podcast uh, several months ago on leadership and what does it mean to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And so in that podcast, you know, I took accountability for the part in, that I played in that where I was wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I could have handled that situation uh, a lot better. And I do a lot of those things in the public space so other people can benefit from it, right? And say, you know, you can, I can be your cautionary tale, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so you can emulate the things that I've done well and you can avoid the things that I've done bad but 
I think it's you know a lot of a lot of times, especially like on Facebook and social media, people always show the front facing the good parts of their lives and everything is all great. Yeah, and you don't really yeah. see the bad parts. I said, well, you know what? They need to see the vulnerability. They need to see the self accountability. Uh, I was just telling another brother that was dealing with um, uh, addiction, and uh, so we bumped into each other the other day. Shout out to you if you're watching, and um, he was like, hey, you know, I've got like sixty something days clean. And, Amen. you know, I'm doing the work and this and that. And I just said, you know, you know, two things. I said, one, you know, because you talked about depression and, and sadness, things like that. I said, men, we're, we're still in a time where even though we're getting better, you know, seek mental health counseling, talk to each other. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. You know, process your feelings. Uh, we're still told that we're not to, right? We're supposed to swallow it. We're supposed to suck it up and just man up, right? We get all those, those ups that are thrown at us and that we just we're supposed to stay stoic and just process through it. And I said, don't do that. There's so many out out of us men that are out here uh, and young boys that are sad or depressed and they don't have anywhere to go. And when they do try to go to their other male friends, everyone else is trying to hold up the, the machismo of, you know, oh shut that down, you know, you're tripping, whatever. Uh, and so now they don't have it they don't even have their friends to go to as an outlet. But also um Besides the machizo, I got to look that one up. Machismo? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know that word. Machoism. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a person, I love words, so when I hear a word I don't know, I ain't got no problem with saying, look, I don't know what that means and, and trying to Lock figure it out. Door. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. Was I not supposed to? Yeah. Someone's coming in. Oh, <laughs> is open it Sean? Is he coming? Oh, no. yeah, that's right. It is open thing. I'm sorry. Like, I'm tripping. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> um, there you go. When we're when we're dealing with depression, you know, and and we're trying to talk with other people, that can also uh, also uh, people can also misconstrue that as people being in a ne- having a negative attitude and a negative outlook, you know. And we have to be cautious, you know, because I, I do advocate for look. I don't want negativity around me. I don't want to deal with it. But you know, what I'm saying we do have to have be able to make space for, you know, people's mental uh, health as well mm-hmm. and understand the difference between somebody that just got a negative attitude towards life and somebody that's, you know, dealing with some mental health stuff that we're like, hey, I'm battling with some depression right now and I'm in a low state, uh, a low um, uh, uh, place in my life. And, you know, the world just doesn't look sunny and bright to me right now because, you know, my health, my mental health is in there. You know, that's a, um, you know, that that's an important um, distinction that people have to uh, realize and understand. You know, like if you sitting here complaining and you tripping because like, OK, we got a project to do. I ordered number two pencils, but they sent me number ones. Man, you know, we ain't going to be able to do this. We got number one. Pen- like you tripping. That's negativity. You know what I said? Well, you know, my, my uh, I had a professor, one of my mentors in my master's program. Old white lady, uh, Marty Drummondale. Shout out to Marty. Uh, <laughs> Old Dominion University, the Monarchs. Uh, she says, no stinking thinking. And so she's teaching us the methodology and the, and the pedagogy of, of uh, teaching, right? Mm-hmm. And you as an instructor can't have negative thinking. Because how are you going to you know, be your best version of yourself so that you can get the best version of it out of your students, mm-hmm. right? And so that always stuck with me. And I'm sure, again, she hasn't in- invented that. But that was really important to interject into understanding the, the responsibility you have 
uh, of controlling your emotions and your thoughts mm-hmm. when you're in the classroom in front of mm-hmm. folks. Uh, Shaylin says, dual reality conversation. I am happy and there are some things that I'm struggling with today. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there, there, there's lots of things that I'm, I'm struggling with. I'm constantly struggling. But I tell you what, last night, Man. got home from the uh, crabbing. I was dog. I could barely walk after everything was said and done. I took a, hey, how you doing? How's it going, bro? <laughs> Good to see you, man. <laughs> Guyland, that's, uh, that's uh, Keyshawn right there. Uh, he knows you're coming. If you guys want to go around to the back of the room or if just you can hang out, either way, just it's, it's cool. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want to be cognizant of your time. So. Oh, that's good. You hungry? I made breakfast, you know. There's some, uh, it's a... An egg bake with a, or a scramble with potatoes. Quit and bragging. Quit bragging. And it's food over there. What? He, he trying to brag right what? now. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, throw, I throw it down. I put it down. I don't do it often. But when I do, those are He does. He does. You do. You do. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. She said she said no stinking thinking. And that and that's really important uh, it, to have that mindset. You know what? It, it is. And I would say this for especially our younger audience, because some and, you know, sometimes uh, the young our, our younger uh, younger people don't uh, realize or understand this as much as older people. And we have some older people that just never really figured it out. But um, that's fine. you. Yeah. You don't always you know, everybody uh, doesn't need to know, you know, what I'm saying um Everything, you know, and sometimes when you're going through like, you know, a, a, a low state or whatever, it, you know, you have to know who to share with and who not to share with. Because as you were saying earlier, everybody's not, you know, um, uh, for your best, you know, oh, they might weaponize it against you later on. Yeah. You know, and so like you may have those friends that like you were saying was like, oh, you know, shut that noise down. We ain't trying to hear it. And that's because they're not really for your best. You know, um, so it's 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 a lot of fine lines and, um, you know, fine lines in this subject, you know, saying as far as our uh, attitude goes. So, you know, how do you help people navigate the fine lines? Well, the fine lines is, you know, me, one, uh, I'll speak from my my personal uh, uh, the way I deal with things. Give us that anecdotal experience. (laughs) So. you know, I battle with uh, major depression, right? You know, um, and I uh, take medicine for it, you know. Did uh, you just say not to tell everyone your business? Yeah. Did you confuse me, Rep? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I just said I'm going to speak from, my, from my, my point of view. Go right? ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I, all right. <laughs> go ahead, I'm just messing I, with you. I know you was, but you know what? The audience needs to understand this, right? So I know how to uh, protect myself. I know how to protect my own mental being. And so information that I choose to share, I, I you know, it's not information that um, anybody can, you know, use to, against me in a way that I would even care. So if somebody go out and be like, oh, yeah, you know, Rev Ellington, you know, he, he said he battled with major depression. I don't care. Like, you know, this is the world we live in. Depression is a real thing, you know, and we got to bring it out of the closet as being this stigma that, you know, people are ashamed of or feel like they got to hide from and, you know, can't talk about. Right. Because it's a real thing. And, and, you know, lives are being lost because of that, you know. So just like, yeah. Um, Now, uh, 
like on Pacifics, you know, I ain't got nothing to say to you. That ain't none of your business. You know what I'm saying? So understanding what you can share and what you can't share with the uh, with the whole world is one thing. And then understanding, you know, those people in your life that you can confide in and, and you know, saying trust. That's another thing. And that takes one time. It takes, you know, a little bit of vulnerability and saying, you know what, I'm going to share X, Y, and Z and just see how the person handle it. You know, don't let it be the worst of the worst, you know what I'm saying, where it's just like going to ruin your life. But, you know, like, okay, I'll, I'll share a little something and we're going to see how, you know, that goes. And, you know, it builds trust with, with one another, right? You got to build trust with a person that you can confide in. Even um, like if you're seeing a, a therapist or, or, or a psychologist or whatever, the same principle holds true. Like, you don't just go in there telling them everything. Like, you know what? We got to build a rep, a repertoire, rep, we got to build a relationship. relationship. Thank you. <laughs> you know the other word I was trying to say. But anyway, uh, so it takes time, right? You know what I'm saying? And um, understanding that it's okay uh, if you are, um, you know, if your attitude is that, that, you know what I'm saying, where you're dealing with the uh, mental health, it's okay. Go get help. Don't be ashamed about it. You know what I'm saying? And don't let anybody, you know what I'm saying, bully you about your mental health because well, it's ask, the same thing as your physical health. So let me ask you a question because this conversation is centered around gratitude in yeah. uh, Second Corinthians 9. Attitude of gratitude. Yes. Thank God for this gift. Uh, two wonderful for words. Yeah. So in regards to how you are navigating your own depression, what are you, what are you grateful for? Where's your gratitude there? So my, my gratitude is that um, I'm able to, you know, come to terms with, like, this is just, you know, a part of life. You know, um, I understand that it's hereditary. You know, um, my mom, she deals with it. Most likely my, my father did uh, before he passed. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, I'm... You know, I'm comfortable enough with who I am to not care and be able to talk with my doctor and say, yeah, this is, you know, this is what's going on. Even before, like, it kind of got big in the media and stuff like, look, this is what's going on with me. And, um, so you know, to clarify, it's not that you don't care. It is that it doesn't people's judgment. You don't care about it. Doesn't right. Right. Okay. People's judgment. Yeah, I I think little of, of what other people think of me. My, my, um, and I ain't got no problem telling people, you know, only person I'm really trying to please is God, you know, and I know if I do the things that please him, then I'm going to be treating people the way that I ought to be treating them. And ultimately they, they should, uh, in turn, um, be happy or satisfied or whatever you want to call it with how I treat them because I'm not doing anybody wrong because I'm living based off of how God wants me to live. And so then um, those people that don't like how I treat them, obviously they got a problem with love because I tend to, tend to treat everybody the same no matter how nasty they are to me. You know, I still, I'm still a good person to them. So, um, yeah. Um, but getting back to the attitude of gratitude part, you know, um, I, I feel like, you know, our mental health, our mental state is a is a um, it's a big part of of uh, of our attitude. You know how how we um, 
perceive the world, how we interact with the world, and so forth. Well, you're so, speaking on you now. We're talking about yeah. what are you what are you grateful for? What's your gratitude? Okay. To well, I told you those gratitudes. Well, then, right. I'm gonna stop. Then right, we gotta go come ahead. back over here. All right, go back over. Here. <laughs> yes, you're right. Like, you're right. Go back. I got some more to say <laughs> over here. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So no, no, no. I, I wanted you to talk about that because sometimes the connection isn't made right. So you're you're living with whatever you're going through, and then where's the gratitude that helps you to uh, work through that and yeah. process uh, your life as you go through that. Um, and so in that, uh, gratitude is, is very important. And I think there's some grace that goes along with that also as well. Um, I was telling uh, the same gentleman, uh, because he had someone else, that he wants to come back home. And what I told him was, I said, look, I told him the same thing I'm going to tell you. He knows this. All he needs to do is do the work. And if he does the work in the light, then there's nothing that anyone can say to him because he's worried about the judgment, right? Because he had ascended to this place in the community and then he had fallen. And now it's like, well, how do I face people again? I said, well, your shield is you stand back up because that's what we do. And then you do the work and you do the work in the light. You don't hide it, right? And be grateful for it. And once you do that, most people aren't willing to do that. They're, they live in shame. They're, mm-hmm. they're worried about what other people think about them. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to stand up and you're going to do the work. Do the work in the light, and that's going to be your shield. Yeah. There's no one that can say anything to you, uh, and their opinion isn't going to matter. Uh, one thing that's really important also is you have to grow to that space. So where the Rev is at in his life right now, you may not be there, yeah. right? So where yeah. he says, well, I don't really care how people feel. Honestly, we're all human. So we have different levels of what we care about other people thinking about us, right? It's just a human condition. And some of us really care what other people think about us. So don't put that out there until you have reached a level yeah. to where you can honestly say, I don't care what people think, right? Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about the fact that the Rev doesn't care what people think, but you still yeah. care, right? You're making those gains uh, every day as long as you're working toward it. Um, Amen. As Amen. we wrap up, you know, one thing I want to leave people with is locus of control, right? Uh, one of the things that I'm grateful for is that I view the world as there are some things I can't change. I'm probably not going to dunk a basketball, probably not going to make a, uh, you know, a spacesuit for me to go up to the Mars or to the moon. It ain't just going to, it's not going to happen. But there are so many things that I can control in my life, right? I can control what I eat. I can control if I exercise. I can control my thoughts. Uh, I can decide to do what I want to do. And so when I asked folks, I said, you know, are you on the ocean of your life? When the winds blow, do you just get blown to or fro? Or do you have your oars? Do you have your engine? And are you navigating the seas? Or are the seas navigating you? And I choose to navigate the seas and not let life navigate me. Doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen to me in my life things that are outside my locus of control, but how I engage and how I navigate through it, that is under my control. And so that gives me strength and it helps me to uh, persevere and be resilient. Amen. Amen. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a very unique individual. So you, when I speak about myself, you guys don't, don't ever take it and be like, yeah, I'm around with that because <laughs> I am a, yeah, I'm a very peculiar person. Um, you know, the thing is... Well, Mr. Peculiar, I'm going to give you the final word. Okay. He said he had an hour. He had to get out. Bro, we had, 30, we had, thir- after. We had 35 minutes. We had 35 minutes. 
Oh, you saying you got 25? It doesn't matter that the we, time we started? We, I started eight minutes late, so actually we have 42 minutes. Okay, all right. So, I'm just looking yeah. up to you, Red. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, Go ahead. Anyway, what I was saying, like, anyway. <laughs> I guess we got 20 more minutes. <laughs> no, what you got over there? We had an hour? No, I didn't even look over there. Oh. All right, no, but seriously, I was just um, looking at the time at the top of that. You know, I'd, again, you know, you come from a more secular uh, um, point of view, and I try and come from a spiritual aspect. And I would say this, you know, um, as most people, you know, who profess to be uh, Christians, you know, when it comes to and, and speaking to um, the last thing you was talking about about the person, you know, trying to come back. Uh, from a fall, you know, as Christians, you know, we know that um, we all have a past, you know, we all have, um, have, you know, done things that we're not, you know, so proud of, you know, and we don't want to be judged by those things, you know, so if you're, you're out there and you're professing to be a Christian, you're saying like, yeah, you know, I go to church, I'm a Christian, then you should be able to show some grace and mercy for whatever it is somebody else has had, have tried to, you know, have done in the past and, you know, give space and opportunity for redemption, you know, because we look for the same thing from God every day, day by day, you know, and the Bible says that his, his uh, grace and mercy is new every day. And so we have to, um, you know, just, just like give space for that. And, and let that person know they're like, yeah, that was yesterday, you know, today, let's do better. And if we make it to tomorrow, let's try and do even better than we did today. You know, you go day by day because ain't no change in yesterday, you know, but we can change the moment. So, um, well, yeah. well, let's sit in that. Uh, so give some some folks some tools. If someone has offended you or, or done something wrong, you're saying have a conversation and then take it day by day. A lot of folks hold on to, to things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the black community is meeting here in a, oh, two weeks to talk yeah. about the things yeah. that have been holding us back, right? And yeah. that's not you unique to Kitsap County, uh, but it's, it's something that individuals go through, families go through. So yeah. how can yeah. you have that conversation have that dialogue, work through that situation, and then truly let it go. You know, some folks yeah. will say, I forgive, but I won't forget, yeah. which I might yeah. say, stop the cap, because if you ain't forgetting and you really truly haven't for- forgiven, because as soon as you do something wrong next, then here it come again, right? It back you up. brought it up, or is it piled on top, you know? I was, I was talking with a gentleman um, just the other day, and um, he has some family hurt that he's dealing with that's been going on almost two decades, 18 years, you know, and still, man, talking to him and you think it happened like a week or two ago, it's real fresh, you know, and what I, um, what I was telling him was, you know, when, when we, you know, one of the things we, we, we have to learn to do is that forgiveness part, right? You know, because he's like, oh, I keep trying to have conversation, you know, with the family and nobody wants to talk about it. And, you know, they just, oh, uh, you know, 
it ain't the time or, you know, ain't nobody trying to hear that right now and this and that or whatever else. And people, what it is, is that people throw up their guards and they get defensive. And it's like, yeah, we, we don't want to deal with that because, you know, it's a hard and tough space to deal with things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I told him was, you know, if you really want to have this conversation with um, your family, what you have to do is first forgive them like truly and honestly in your heart of hearts forgive them you know and then you know call them and say hey you know what I don't really want to get into it I just want to call and let you know that you know I've forgiven you for x y and z and you know saying I love you and you know I'm I'm praying that you you know you're having a good day and I'm gonna let you go now right just like <laughs> that's yeah. gonna piss them off more sometimes you know? it, it could are you forgive me <laughs> like yeah. who, who you think you are you, well, you, you know what me. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you I'm I'm gonna be honest with you and tell you something right um, we all have a, a conscience and you know when we do a you know in this particular situation right that that I'm speaking of that I was counseling the person. There's no way when you do wrong, you know, you've done wrong, you know. Now, we can put on, you know, airs to the public and be like, oh, yeah, I was right. And da, 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 da. But our conscience is telling us like, yeah, you know, you're wrong. You're just trying to convince other people to see it your way so you can justify what you did. Or, you know, you try to ignore talking about it. So you ain't got to, you know, you can just keep on saying like, oh, I ain't do nothing wrong or whatever, by not really addressing it. But. You know, God puts that in us. You know, he's given us that conscience and going to nag us and, and we're going to know like, yeah, I did wrong. You know what I'm saying? And so it doesn't matter rather who you're telling that you wasn't wrong and how much you're saying it in your heart of hearts, you know, you was wrong. Right. And so when you know you've wronged someone and that person comes to you and say, hey, you know, even though you haven't admitted it or whatever else, you know, I just want to let you know that the situation that happened I'm, I'm, I'm past it. I've, I've forgiven you. You know what I'm saying? And, um, like, yeah, I've, I, I, I forgive you. And like, I love you. I still love you. And I still want you in my life. What that does is it's going to begin to yank on that conscience even more. And it's going to cause that person to come back to you and say, you know what? Um, Thank you, one, for the forgiveness. And then you're going to start having that conversation about whatever it was, because that person's going to know. And that's what I told him. Like, it got to be genuine, because if that if that forgiveness is genuine, they'll they'll really feel it when you say it to them and you give them that that space of forgiveness to be forgiven. But the thing is, what a lot of people don't understand is in order to truly give forgiveness, we have to understand and recognize that we are all in need of forgiveness first, like until we, we realize that we all need forgiveness for something, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, maybe, maybe that's the way they can look at it is there is somebody that you want forgiveness from. Yeah. Right. And maybe you can't get it because they're in that same, you know, headspace that you're in where you won't forgive this person, but you want forgiveness from this person. And so putting yourself in that space Somebody has to go first. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and well, in that, you know, um, a lot of times. So and, and I'm going to go back to this particular situation. Right. And I, I don't know if this to be true or not, because we didn't get into that part. But a lot of times when we have these long going uh, episodes, like I said, this was like two, almost two decades, 18 mm-hmm. years. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that initial uh, person, that, that initial wrong 
will like that's the big thing. Right. But because you feel like you've been slighted and wrong, you'll do something in return. You know what I'm saying? That it's like, boom, now this person feels justified and, you know, being angry and not talking because it's like, OK, well, you did this, you know, even though you started it, you know, and it gets to this tick to tat and this back and forth, you know, where now each side feel like, OK, you did this, this, this and that. And no, oh, well, you did this, this and that, you know because of you know the initial uh wrong so both sides now feel justified in their anger and their separation and you know standing with a grudge and all this and that because you didn't say something or did something or whatever else but again we all need that forgiveness and so somebody has to understand that like yeah i'm in need of forgiveness you know and the bible tells us that you know if we don't forgive our brothers who we see every day how we expect god to forgive us you know what I'm saying? How are we going to expect God to give us forgiveness when we can't even forgive one another? You know what I'm saying? For little things. And the stuff we do against God is way worse, you know? So. Well, it, that's why I'm grateful for the power of discernment, right? So with my, my, my gratitude for the power of discernment helps for me not to allow certain folks to get too close to me to where they're going to violate me in a way where I'm, I'm really hurt by it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Uh, and like I said before, you know, my father, one of those gifts that he gave me is the power and the understanding the difference between friends and acquaintances right uh and and not mislabeling folks or having these expectations of people that can't live up to your expectations and now you're disappointed or you're upset because they did this that and the other uh so that is one of the things i'm definitely grateful for uh, yeah. that helps me to navigate that like right now do i have some grudges going on Oh, I might have one. <laughs> yeah, we we I have talked one, about I have one that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, let it. You know, the thing is, as far as gratitude goes, right? You know, all of us that that have the opportunity to still forgive or be forgiven should be grateful because I've I know people where you know that opportunity is taken away because somebody passes away, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like okay. Now that opportunities to forgive or be forgiven is gone, you know, and we, you know, 18 years is a long time. And especially considering that tomorrow's never guaranteed, you know, we got to take opportunity, you know, as we have it and say, you know what, today, right now, I'm going to, you know, forgive. I'm going to let that that pain go, because even if even if the conversation never takes place, right, and even if y'all never go back and re- redress, you know, the 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 slights and the hurts and the and everything else, the f- forgiveness is such a release, you know, to let go, you know what I'm saying, is such a release where you're not bound you know what I'm saying, to that situation anymore. You're not carrying, like, you've been carrying that around for 18 years. You know what I'm saying? You've been holding on to that and bringing it to the point where, like, you're you're ready to go in tears because it's still so fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so letting that go is just, like, so, you know what I'm saying, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what it does is when you forgive that other person, you know what I'm saying? Especially while they're still here to receive that forgiveness. Really what you're doing is now you putting the ball in their court. Like, look, I'm I'm like I'm good. I love you. I, 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 th- I think you. it's bigger you know? than that. I think it's bigger than that. You know, we we you know, I counsel so many people and you know, folks carry so much baggage on themselves. And when we have these conversations, they're they have been uh offended by so many people. There's so many ills 
that, you know, everyone has done them wrong and there's this situation and that situation. It's like, let go of all those burdens. Why are you holding that? Yeah. And your yeah. your mindset and your thoughts are filled with, with what this person did and what that person did. You're not on your purpose, right? But tell them, put that piece of paper on the ground and look down and say, is what I'm doing right now serving my purpose? And that includes your thoughts. Are my thoughts right now serving my purpose? Because if they're not, then I need to start thinking about something else. And I, mean to, I need to start doing something, something else that matches the thoughts on the, on the place that I'm trying to get to in my life. Yeah, but so you, you got to let that stuff go. And you know what else it does when you hold on to those things? It, uh, it affects new relationships. It affects, you know, how, oh, you know, facts. yeah, how you treat, you know, saying new people to come into your life. You know, you're, you're less willing to be vulnerable with them or guarded. You know, yeah. You know, saying, I'm waiting for you to mess up. I yeah. Know you're going to be just, like you know, and exactly. And so it's, it's, it's very, it's detrimental even to yourself. And that's why I say it's such a big, huge release when you learn to like truly, truly forgive, like in your heart of hearts and say, you know what? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I love you and uh, I forgive you. And, you know, we, we can, you know, continue on in life because. Oh, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I sleep so well at night, you know, for my little three and a half <laughs> hours that I get. And you know what? Honestly, at this point, it's just one that I just haven't fixed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's with my brother. But it, it, it's one I haven't fixed. That's a big But thing. I can't really say that. You know, even today, not really angry at anyone, not pissed off at anyone. Uh, I might be disappointed, but no, I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm just at a stage in my life where those, those, that does not affect me now yeah. in that way. And it is very freeing and, and <coughs> empowering. Uh, and I tell folks, you know, they say, oh, I, you know, you're like a robot. You know, you just keep going and keep going and keep going. You don't seem to stop in the things that you do. And part of what allows me to do that is I'm not focused on all the, the BS, you know. I don't have those distractions. So I'm, I'm constantly on mission trying to help other people um, and do what I think I'm called to do, right? Uh, and then I don't have to worry about how anyone thinks of how I'm doing what I'm called to do. And there's lots of judgments that are levied against me on, on how I do what I do, why I do what I do, how I do what I do. Um, you know, and I've told this story before. It's like, you know, people told me I was stupid for starting G2, right? And wanted to help people and feed folks and provide transportation. It's like, you know, have your time, share, live your life, you know, uh, have a ball with you and Layla. It's like, that's not what I'm called to do. So I'm just obeying what I believe my mission is at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for that reason, and like I said, I very rarely set an alarm. Because I wake up ready to go to work and do the work, you know. It is what it Amen. is. It feels good. Yeah. I got a peace and a joy. Amen. Know? Amen. And but that, I'm, I'm the secular important. side. I'm the worldly side. You call me a heathen earlier with a different did word. I, did so, I call you, you a know. heathen? <laughs> I said you was an infidel. 
Wow. <laughs> 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 How do you really feel about me, Rev? Are we I friends know, or acquaintances? I might need to know the difference here. Hey, we, look, you coming from the second, I'm coming from the spiritual. I say infidel. You wow. Know? No, I'm joking. Call me a heathen and an infidel. I did not call you yeah. a heathen. When did I say that? I mean, that? That's kind of the words that I thought. I do you even you. let me take communion? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Well, I appreciate that. No, okay. <laughs> me, me, hey, audience, me and Marwan, we joke a lot, but I do consider Marwan a friend. Yes, a, a good close friend. I do. So, yeah. This is called the No Cap Recap. So uh, I don't get, I don't get, I don't get, I'm not a friend. Yeah. I, I'm his acquaintance. You see that? I'm like, I open up, I'm vulnerable. I'm like, I consider him That's a close friend. This is the new cap. And, this and, is the no cap. We got, like, That's what you said real? you were. It wasn't required for me to be that way. Oh, so I'm not your, am I, I a friend or that. acquaintance? No, that's see? another conversation. Oh, okay. We're out of time, people. <laughs> Next week on the, oh, <laughs> no, wow. we're friends. We're friends. <laughs> I, I'm this hurt. This is my friend. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have fun doing this show. I do. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the only way we'd be able to, you know, joke with each other and talk and, yes, um, yes. you know, have personal moments. We, we do have conversations with each other about things that are affecting our lives, yeah. uh, things that get us down when we're going through trials and tribulations, and uh, we lift each other up. So it's very, yeah. very positive. Indeed, indeed. There you go. <laughs> so now I think we should go ahead and wrap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had our hour. Yeah. I got work to do. Unfortunately, I don't want to do my work, but I got work to do. <laughs> so I'm fearfully going to ask the pastor for the final word and hope that it's in under two minutes. It, it'll be in under two minutes. It'll probably be less than a minute. My final word is, you know, be mindful of your attitude. Be mindful of the attitudes of those you uh, choose to have around you. And remember, um, you know, whether you, you realize it or not, the people that you choose to surround yourself with will affect your attitude, you know, and reflect, uh, affect your outlook on life. And so um, if you find yourself always in these negative spaces with these negative thoughts and attitudes, you know, be uh, reflective, one of yourself and then those you choose to associate with. Uh, mine would be make yourself that gratitude jar or that gratitude bowl. You'll be surprised as to how fast you can fill that up. You know, I'm grateful that I can think. I'm grateful that I can walk if you can walk. I'm grateful that I can get up in the middle of the night and go to the fridge and grab a snack. I'm grateful that I can get into a hot shower when I want to take a shower. Whatever you're grateful for, put it in there. It doesn't matter how small it is. And as you reflect on that, pull one out every morning. Uh, but look back after a month. Look back after two months. And that jar will be filled uh, of all the things that you're grateful for. And understand that you've been through a lot of things in your life and you've overcome a lot of things in your life. And so as uh, is that my Angelo, this too shall pass. Uh, is that who said that? Someone said it. Uh, you saying no? Some, well, somebody said it. I'm saying it now. It's mine now for the day. <laughs> this too shall pass. Uh, and if it doesn't, you're going to find a way to walk through it. And, you know, when I said, you know, when my dad was, you know, having his amputations done and went from being able to walk to, you know, them just taking more pieces first the foot than the, than the leg and all the way up to the knee and then to uh, right before he passed, he still had this joy 
Uh, even though I would sit there and watch a grown man in tears because he didn't like the pain meds, he didn't like taking those. And he still had this joy that other folks that weren't going through near what he was going through uh, and was unexplainable. And it was because of his gratitude and, and his relationship with God uh, mm -hmm. that got him through. And uh, I'm definitely still working toward that because, man, that, that, that was powerful. Amen. To and see. Amen. But that is it. This is the No Cap Recap. Uh, no, we, no, no. This was the no cap recap. This was the no yeah, cap recap. We won't be back next Saturday because we have what? We, we're not doing it next week? No, we have the, I will be at the NAACP event. Uh, so we're going to do another Saturday. Monday? Yeah, I think we'll do another Monday if that works for you. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, just keep me posted. So it's just the end of the summer, so we got a lot going on. And, uh,. So I'm in a lot of different places. But, yes, we will be back next Monday. Okay. Do make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Uh, the Rev has service on Saturdays at 11. And the address is 4040 Wheaton Way, Suite 203-98337. And one of the great things that I like about this particular ministry is he really does say, come as you are. So come as you are. Come have some coffee and some water and some graham crackers or whatever else the Rev has here. Fresh donuts. I've been getting fresh, fresh donuts. donuts. Yeah. I've been okay. stopping at Safeway getting the big the dozen. And gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, come on down and, and fellowship and, you know, just get to know some new people. And with that, we thank you all for tuning. Man, folks are tuning in, coming into, <laughs> into the No Cap Recap, and we get ready to sign off. So thank you for coming. Go ahead and watch the replay, everyone. I would appreciate you for Michael Ellington, Reverend, Pastor Reverend Michael Ellington. I very, that's probably the first time I've said your first name in probably like four months. Uh, <laughs> I am Marwan Cameron. This is the Conduit Network. We'll see you next time. All right, you guys. Good show, man.